I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the Den of Geek podcast featuring commentary on the latest news from denofgeek.com as well as other behind-the-scenes content from your favorite movies, TV shows, and more. My name is Mike. And I'm Dave, and this is episode 12, the early edition of G News for July 2018, in which we'll be discussing all things San Diego Comic-Con. Or more accurately, we'll be discussing <laughs> with Leonard Saltana of anenglishmaninsandiego.com about San Diego Comic-Con, since we are not there. <laughs> we are not, and it's well documented that I will probably never be going to san diego <laughs> comic-con right i'm a convention goer myself but dave is not but yeah we haven't had the good fortune to make it out to san diego yet but denofgeek.com definitely has plenty of coverage coming in as we speak as we're recording this it's, there's just news items coming left and right but we decided rather than just rehash those particular announcements with you we'd get more of a feel of the culture of San Diego Comic-Con from an expert, someone who's been going to the convention for quite a number of years and covering con culture and coming at it from a bunch of different angles. So Dave, let's go ahead and bring in our expert to join us on today's podcast. So we're here with Leonard Saltana, who is the proprietor of an Englishman in San Diego.com, which started as a humble vlog in 2012, just like us, actually, we started podcasting in 2012 with a very humble podcast. And he's been documenting his own journeys to San Diego Comic-Con, which is the biggest industry convention in the world each July. But now his website has grown into its own con-centered entertainment website with a weekly YouTube show. Welcome to G News, Leonard. Thank you very much indeed for having me. And you're, you're there awfully early in San Diego. You just got there. What's been I going am. on? How, how long does it take to prepare for a convention like this? <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly longer than a week. Uh, I'll, I'll go with that. But um, no, we also use this as kind of a, a centerpiece to our holiday uh, or, or vacation, as you say in the States, uh, purely because it is such a beautiful city. It's very open. It's very welcoming to visitors it's got some great food. I can't deny that. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's, it's certainly something to come in and use as a, as a centerpiece for our uh, holiday. Certainly once the convention is done and dusted, because uh, I'm here with my uh, wife, Caroline, the second that the convention finishes for about a week, if I even go remotely near a Comic-Con related story or anything online, um, I do get a swift kick around the ankles. <laughs> uh, so that is definitely holiday time. But as of right now, yeah, no, we're well and truly in it. We're getting stories on pretty much an hourly basis. Uh, for example, within the last hour or so, we found out confirmed that Neil Gaiman is going to be in town promoting uh, American Gods. So th there's constantly stories. And I'd certainly for the, the last month, month and a half, it is just, it's, it's relentless with exclusives, with uh, updates from the actual convention itself, because this is very much a testbed year. There's a lot of things that are being changed, and it, a lot of it feels like an experiment. So that kind of makes it feel like a whole new and different convention. It's a different, a different tenor to this year. 
All right. Well, you know, with, with this year's slate of programming really containing no presence from Marvel Studios, no Star Wars announcements, nothing from HBO, no Game of Thrones, no Westworld. What are the big star panels from the entertainment industry this year? Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, people are talking about the uh, feeling it to be a light year because those headliners aren't here. But the thing is, there is so much content anyway. Those panels that you're talking about, yes, uh, Marvel aren't here, but then again, they haven't got a great deal to bring. They can only really celebrate the last 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And to do that, you would just bring in your stars, have them show up on stage and wave and then leave. And At the moment, there's nothing they can really look forward to because you've only got you've got Captain Marvel, which is still in uh, post-production. You've got various things that are a little bit too far away down the line. And likewise with Game of Thrones. That's just too far down. So next year, next year they're going to come along and just absolutely blow the roof off the place. But as for who's actually here, I mean, DC are bringing an awful lot in terms of their slate. Um, they are wanting to um, double up on any kind of interest that Justice League, any goodwill that that film brought to it. So they are wanting to uh, showcase Wonder Woman. 1984. They're wanting to showcase Aquaman, which is definitely confirmed as uh, being here. James Wan has already turned around and uh, confirmed that. So DC and WB are definitely going to be uh, rocking up and showing their wares in Hull H with uh, Warner Brothers. But uh, you've also got Doctor Who, you've got Legion. There's content here. And certainly with uh, a number of the other rooms as well, you could just, there's no shortage of things to see here at Comic Con. Uh, What about Venom? Venom is well I mean the rumor is Tom Hardy will be in town so he to be honest that's a really interesting panel purely because it's also paired up with uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse which is going to be a cinematic release um, which is their animated slate and it's the Miles Morales animation and don't hate me for this but I actually am more interested in that than I am (laughs) in Venom uh, because it looks incredible the animation style is dynamic and uh, very visual very quirky and it's, it just looks insane and not only that but you also have spider gwen in there as well and all sorts of other alternate verse um spider-man uh, representing so it, i mean the trailer alone just blew me away so no i'm very much going to be in the room for the spider-man into the spider-verse portion of it venom that'd be nice for tom hardy to uh, represent as well because it's another element of marvel films they're trying to introduce new shades. And I think we've seen that with other uh, comic book adaptations as well. Uh, with Logan was very much a noir thriller. So here you've got what could be a full-blown horror film, which we were kind of expecting with New Mutants, which then it seems to be dragged through development hell at the moment. So Venom's the kind of filling that void. So, no, I'm excited for it, but no, Enter the, Enter the Spider-Verse is the one that's going to catch my attention on that particular panel. And those are more Sony than Marvel Studios anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But you may notice that on the slate, it is emphasizing the Marvel presence of the Sony content, if you know what I mean. Right. So it's very – I think Sony are recognizing that if it, they showed up and said it is Sony Picture Presenting – which, I mean, it says it on the, the listing, but even on the, the description, they are making damn sure that they're aware. Yeah, okay, we, it's our name on the, uh, on the cover, but it's Marvel that's producing the sound. So, Well, in that sense, it's good that Marvel Studios is out of the picture so that DC and, and Sony can get a chance to shine. Absolutely, because it it's certainly been the Marvel show for the last year or so, or a couple of years. Well, let's talk a little bit about movies besides uh, the comic book-related ones, because... 
Certainly one of the ones that I'm looking forward to hearing about is M. Night Shyamalan's Glass. Uh, love that series. Absolutely. And then Halloween, bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis. What do you, what do you know about those two? Well, I mean, we know for a fact that they're in town um, and they're very enthusiastic about that. So it's, uh, well, when I say in town, they are coming to San Diego Comic-Con. They may not be here just yet. Um, <laughs> but those two films... They have a, a a great potential to actually come into Comic-Con and really blow a lot of people away. Uh, I think with M. Night Shyamalan, there's still a sense of he's lost a little bit of goodwill with uh, an audience that he did perhaps lose his way. And there is still a sense of that, perhaps. Maybe a little cautious optimism. A little, yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's definitely the, the case. But people did enjoy Unbreakable. They did enjoy um, Split. Split, absolutely. So I think they see the – and I think anyone wants to see a return of uh, form for Bruce Willis as well. So I think yeah, that, that, that has a lot of potential. And I think people will be showing up at that panel, I'd almost say out of a sense of curiosity, to see if this could be a film that could nail the landing. It's, it's just a case of which M. Night Shyamalan we're actually going to see show up if, uh, yeah. if you know what I mean um, whether we're going to get a last name bender or if we're <laughs> actually going to get uh, an unbreakable uh, so it depends which uh, Shyamalan shows up as for Halloween I think because you've got Jamie Lee Curtis involved because you've got that trailer which is very much a case of uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel we have these ingredients we know what the story is and they're keeping it it looks like a very clean Halloween story. They're not going to go too crazy with any kind of reinvention. So it's a case of, okay, it's a party. Let's enjoy ourselves. So I think people are going to, not only that, but any opportunity to see Jamie Lee Curtis on stage. Because we have seen some incredible people show up and uh, uh, kind of everyone go slightly nuts in the, the, the bigger rooms. So we've had Harrison Ford in the past. We've had Sigourney Weaver show up on stage. But Jamie Lee Curtis... I mean, we've had her here for Screen Queens, but come on, this is Halloween. This is a this is something else. <laughs> now, are we thinking that Warner Brothers might touch on uh, Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald? That's a rumor I'm hearing. Yeah, well, that's I'd say that's a lock because it is one of the few remaining franchises they've got really um, left. So it's something that they see a return on. Uh, whenever they uh, release those films. Whether they'll bring Johnny Depp is going to be interesting. <laughs> it's, un- it's unlikely uh, with uh, recent revelations and the way that uh, any time someone mentions his name, people start recoiling. But at the end of the day, <laughs> he's a playing a baddie in this one. So maybe... Well, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne is the new Johnny Depp anyway. <laughs> 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 Indeed. Yeah. Now, you already mentioned Doctor Who, and obviously this is Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who debut, and, and Katie Burt wrote about that on, on Den of Geek. But it's also the Breaking Bad reunion, which Alec Bojalad covered. I mean, are, are these as big a stories as they seem to me? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the Doctor Who panel, it was the first announced official panel for Comic-Con 2018, and BBC America went all out to say that this is it's an historic panel it's like you say it's the first time we're going to see a doctor and hear her talk about her appearance as the role before we've even seen a 
an episode of hers uh, on screen. So they want to make an absolute big impression with this. And um, Doctor Who always is a, a great show at Comic-Con. It's very much in our wheelhouse. <laughs> so yeah. we, we enjoy when that uh, particular circus rocks up. Not only that, but I think when Jodie Whittaker kind of uh, rolls out the broad Yorkshire accent, I think she'll uh, charm the pants off a lot of people in the room. So I think uh, that's, that's going to be fun. Uh, the Breaking Bad one is where I'm going to be a little bit cautious because it is a popular show, of course, and it, did, it was a groundbreaking piece of storytelling. But it kind of had a very niche fandom. While very, very intense, it was very niche. Uh, in that, uh, say, for example, shows like Firefly, shows like The X-Files, which had a broader mainstream appeal. The thing about Breaking Bad is it was very much your kind of, it, it was your grown-up show for grown-up st storytelling. I think it's going to be a full room, and I, I think there's going to be a lot of fun uh, with the people involved because they are fun actors. They clearly enjoyed their time on the show. I don't know if it's going to fill it. Don't know if it's going to fill Hall H. Um, I guess it's just because it's the entire cast. I mean, pretty much everyone's going to be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, to have them all uh, on the same panel. Of, co of course, that's going to be a draw. That, I'm, I don't know. I'm a little guarded on that one. <laughs> but no, I think it's, it's going to be a fun panel and it's going to be a fun time. It's, that's an interesting day because it, uh, it starts with Doctor Who and it ends with Breaking Bad. And it's, uh, that, that seems to be the tenor of, say, the whole H and the big room programming here at Comic-Con this year, generally, in that this is the year, this is 2018, the year that San Diego Comic-Con killed the lines. They are making every effort to just make sure that there's nobody camping out for too long and going too crazy when it comes to uh, camping out. Uh, so this is programming designed to get people in the room for a panel, leave that room. And go off and see something else. And then someone, say, if you want to see the Breaking Bad panel later on in the day, you're not having to... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And all day in the room, it's something that you can come in and enjoy and then go off and see the rest of the, the convention. So and that, that seems to be across the board for a lot of the programming. Uh, it's very much a, a different experience here at Comic-Con this year. Yeah, well, you know, when you have that many people on the panel, I mean, do you have any insight who, who might be the dominant figure, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul? It's going to be Brian, Brian, Brian Cranston. Come on. <laughs> okay. To be honest, though, I mean, we've seen those two on a panel before, and the two of them clearly are a band of brothers, and they just 
bounce off each other wonderfully. Admittedly, we've like I say, we've seen this panel before. So it is going to be very much like a it is a retrospective to the Breaking Bad series. So it's going to be a lot of anecdotes, lots of memories, lots of stories of the, the making of the show. And yeah, we've seen Cranston and Paul. We've seen that double act work very well before. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun to see that happen. Now, there's a couple of sci-fi shows, genre shows that Dave and I talk about, uh, including The Gifted, The Man in the High Castle, which I'm hoping will get a premiere date for that one. And uh, Supernaturals there, Riverdale, Legion, you mentioned, uh, Winona Earp and Van Helsing from sci-fi. Now, this is is where I could quite happily talk for a good hour, two, Well, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) What are your favorites in that group? It's Legion, man. It's so (laughs) Legion. The second that these schedules actually came out, there's two which I actually nailed down that I would absolutely be in the room for. There's a 2001 anniversary panel because I'm just nuts for that particular film. Uh, We've got two members of the cast that's in the room for it. But Legion, that has been my show for this year. It's just blown me away every single frame. And yes, I will be in that room. (laughs) I will be in Hall H. Um, I mean, the the site that I run uh, is predominantly about the way that the convention is put together. It's the nuts and bolts of the thing. So there's the talkback panel, which is kind of the feedback from attendees and exhibitors to the high ups at comic-con that starts at three the legion panel starts at quarter past two which oh, that's means tight. <laughs> it's it's going to be incredibly tight but i will be attending both if it kills me even if i even though even i have to clone myself i will be attending both okay. well speaking about killing what's your opinion of the off-site activations virtual reality experiences escape rooms and the like because i I know vikings had the one i believe it was last year where you could be thrown into the pit of poisonous snakes (laughs) (laughs) well i I passed that area actually this morning because i was doing a bit of a wander of downtown just to see how things are getting uh, prepared for the show and that particular car lot um it's actually been taken up by uh, jack ryan uh, from amazon studios i had a look at a activation that they Amazon did for Jack Ryan at uh, MCM Comic Con in London, and it, from the description when we heard about what they're doing here in San Diego, it sounded like a very similar setup to that in that you had um, like a VR shooting range. You basically prove yourself as either a analyst or a a field agent, as it were. At which point you then go down and have a look at this thing, and considering they've got a uh, like a Huey helicopter upon some gantry which you it is clearly going to be part of some kind of thing where you can jump out of a helicopter some three stories up and you just go okay <laughs> this is not what they did at mcm um it's a huge activation i mean it's part of the appeal of san diego comic-con it doesn't just take over the convention center it takes over san diego it really does just uh, dominate the city so you've got all of these things that are taking camp you've got the um adult swim on the green at the back of the convention center. Jack Ryan, that is huge. It's a massive activation that they're bringing. And there's just, there's loads. There's just absolutely loads. We've heard of a a Lost in Space one that got announced this morning, which intrigues me. There is a Legion one, I believe, that uh, is around. No, I'm, I'm, you don't have to just find yourself in the confines of the convention center to have a good time at this this show. Well, speaking of that, one of the things when I used to take my daughter to, the anime conventions when she was in middle school and high school, one of the go-to areas was the dealer's room. And of course you get things like 
Funko Pop exclusives at San Diego Comic-Con or stuff like that. Are there any go-to booths that you like to visit and, and get something from? Absolutely. Well, uh, get something from is something else uh, because <laughs> once you start, then you don't stop and then you end up being unable to fly home because you've got no money. <laughs> yeah. Um, but – well, this is like I say, when we talk about an experiment, this is another year for that as well, uh, because Comic Con International have moved a lot of getting your exclusives, those ones which you were lining up for a, a lot. Uh, so, for example, Funko, uh, Hasbro, Lego, whatever. They've now moved that into a virtual exclusives portal. So it's now become something where anyone with a member ID can get something from those big booths but it's like you say though there are lots of little niche booths and lots of little vendors which are worth checking out mondo are always a great booth to go and have a look at which are a a posters company which bring some world-class artists to produce film like alternative film posters so mondo's always good i i don't know i just like wandering around and seeing the sights and sounds the i'd say some of the bigger booths which i quite like as well are nickelodeon which is always a fun booth. Now, Den of Geeks' Seamus Kelly wrote about some Voltron toys that attendees can expect to see at the convention, but you wrote on your website about Voltron Legendary Defender having a panel this year. Is there a big anime presence at cons like this? Um, At cons, absolutely. Not so much necessarily at San Diego Comic-Con. Perhaps it's something that hasn't been represented as strongly as it has this year. But I think with Voltron showing on Netflix, when it's gotten more of a, a, a mainstream audience, and not only that, the fact that it's just a very fun show as well, yes. is, 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 is a great, great watch. I'd say this year you're seeing more of it. I think when it comes to Japanimation, it's not something that has had a big presence in the past. Certainly manga and in the comics realm, it has because certainly with some known artists, they are respected here and they are treated with a great deal of reverence. But when it comes to the animation, so, for example, uh, some classic 80s animation, perhaps, that we, we may know. I mean, over in the UK, we knew it as Battle of the Planets. Mm-hmm. I don't know how what you knew in the US. <laughs> Not my territory. <laughs> no, there you go. There you see, that's the thing. I, I think it represents a, a niche interest. But you find that with a lot of interests here in at San Diego. So, for example, there's a pinball room. So there's a room where someone can go and celebrate the art of pinball machines. And, and I think anime has that very similar take here at Comic-Con. But because Voltron is giving, it's opening the door to a slightly bigger audience, I think that's the reason why it's gotten so much attention. And not only that, it's like you say, there's a great Voltron figure uh, exclusive figure that uh, is available this year, which uh, is definitely one of the uh, go-to items to pick up for collectors. And do you uh, get into the cosplay at all? I know that actually is represented well for anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Cosplay for the last couple of years, it's it's almost gone pro. Uh, yeah, it has. When you used to see cosplay, it was a case of let's go do cosplay because it's a lot of fun. And yes, it is. And you do get a lot of people doing that. But over the last couple of years, it's like everyone just took it up a notch. And it's just, it's like high-end costumes, the big show of putting on a bit of cosplay. And it, we've got the masquerade that takes place on a Saturday here at Comic-Con. And I can imagine that, I mean, that's something you could actually just broadcast. You could just put out on air and people would just be blown away with just the level of detail. As for myself, 
No, I'm afraid I don't. Uh, purely because <laughs> you're like me, you probably put on a geeky T-shirt, and that's about the end of yeah. it. <laughs> I think I think it's more also more a case of being a Brit in California weather. Any kind of layering of clothing beyond some shorts <laughs> and a T-shirt or a shirt would. I mean, my wife is absolutely convinced that she wants us to do cosplay. She wants to star as Han Solo. She wants me to dress as Chewbacca, and all I can think is a full. Chewbacca outfit in California weather. I would last a good hour and a half before I died. It would just it, it awful. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, so uh, is there anything else that you feel needs to be highlighted in our discussion here from uh, Hall H or even something smaller that that maybe is a hidden gem? Um, I think that that's the thing about Comic Con this year that they, because there are so many. It's so much content this year. It isn't dominated by one particular panel or show. There is space for a lot of little unexpected surprises to come along and just grab so many people's attention. For myself, I think it's this is going to be a year. I mean, someone talked to me the other day about this being a year of a tipping point, that this could be a real year where fandoms... Where because they are so polarized at the moment, everything sounds seems like a an argument or a discussion of real passion. That someone was saying that they felt that this could be the year where fandoms kind of implode on themselves. Whereas I'm absolutely convinced, looking at the schedules we've seen in Hall H, in Ballroom Twenty, that there's just so much stuff still to love and embrace and to just celebrate. Anyone who turns around and says obviously fixated by the Hall H and the Ballroom 20 razzmatazz, that this is a quiet year because Marvel's not here, because anyone who says that this is a quiet year clearly isn't looking hard enough because <laughs> there's so much stuff. There is so much to do here. I speak to so many people each year that come to Comic-Con and they just feel like they've seen 5 10% of it, if that. <laughs> and that's when they've really gone all out. I won't be seeing half of that it's just it's massive yeah <laughs> it is a massive thing but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because it means that wherever you go there is something to see i, I think there's sitting through a panel you wouldn't normally pick i think there's things that's going to surprise you and you get that at every comic-con this year more than most all right well leonard sultana is an englishman in san diego and englishman in san diego.com where can people find you on social media leonard well, I mean, yeah, you can find me mostly at Englishman SDCC. I usually live on Twitter, uh, but certainly for the next week, week and a half, I'm going to be moving that over to Instagram because it is such a visual thing, all the sights and sounds to see. So I'll be moving over to Instagram. It does share to all my social media anyway, to Facebook and to Twitter. So in Instagram, Englishman SDCC is where you're going to see it first, and then it goes gets spread anyway. All right. Well, thanks so much for talking to us today, Leonard Sultana, about San Diego Comic-Con, and have a great time. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think this year it's going to be a blast. So it sounds like Leonard's going to have a lot of fun at San Diego Comic-Con, and I know all of our representatives from Den of Geek are also doing a great job of preparing to give you the best that the convention has to offer. Yeah, and I love his perspective because, look, with YouTube – being a receptacle for virtually every panel. Well, maybe that's an exaggeration, but all the major panels turn up on YouTube. So somebody like me, I can get a chance to watch those. But 
you know, Leonard told us some things that you just can't get from YouTube. Yeah, it's being on the ground, seeing what it's like at the convention and the experience, trying to make it better for the people who are there, trying to make it more smooth for people trying to get in and out of Hall H, which I've always heard is a big problem. But luckily, for those of you at home like Dave and I who don't get to make it to the convention, denofgeek.com has plenty of coverage. Uh, I even saw a bunch of announcements coming out today about new toy lines, new announcements for lineups from specific networks and things like that that you can check out on the website. But until then, that's going to be it for this installment of the Den of Geek podcast. Join us again in two weeks for the July 2018 late edition of G News, when we'll hash out the latest from denofgeek.com and share some more behind-the-scenes content from your favorite television shows, movies, and more. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, whether Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.